Don't touch that dial. It's the American Grooves Radio Hour with your host, Joe Lauro. Estes recorded in Memphis in 1930 would yank Rachel on the mandolin. And what better way I can't think of to start our program dedicated to all of those artists from the 1920s and 30s that were revived and rediscovered at the early Newport folk festivals, beginning in 1959, then continuing in 1963, Four, five, six, seven, to the end of that decade, 
an amazing array of Roots artists who had long been thought to be dead were rediscovered by Ralph Rinsler, Dick Spotswood, Dick Waterman. These folks were hired by the Newport Foundation at the time to scour through the countryside and find some of these iconic musicians. And how did we hear about those musicians prior? Obviously, they were, they were men and women who recorded at their time regionally, locally. But through the 1952 Harry Smith collection of recordings known as the Anthology of American Folk Music, all of these college kids and people interested in this music that seemed like it was from another planet, there was little access to Roots music back then, unless if you found the old scratchy 78 RPM records or you knew some of these musicians who were performing locally. And the Newport Folk Festival was really the first place that gave a brand new stage and a brand new audience to some of these American originals. In fact, Ralph Rinsler, who was the primary mover and shaker in going into the field and finding the artists for Newport, he brought in the Alabama Sacred Harp Singers. And I assure you, very few people in Rhode Island knew about Sacred Harp singing at the time. It was a primitive, beautiful, and haunting Americana sound. In Gerald Marcus's famous words, the old weird America.
gonna tell you now If you don't want me, please don't dog me around If you don't want me, don't dog me around My home ain't here is in most any old town My home ain't here is in most any old town My home ain't here is most any old town I'm going up on the mountain and look down in the sea Saw a bull and alligator, she's doing that shivery Saw a bull and alligator doing the shivery Tell me, friend, ever since that bull and stack been made Kansas City, Missouri's been a regular trade Kansas City, Missouri's been a regular trade The case and the Benzie stack is turning round and round. The stern wheel knock and sprint of Alabama bound. The stern wheel knock and I'm Alabama bound. My mama told me and papa told me too. This brown skin women's son gonna be the death of you. This brown skin women's son will be the death of you. I told mama last night, friend, and papa night before. If brown skin women kill me, mama let me go. If brown skin women kill me, mama let me go. When I leave you that time, mama, I won't be back no more. When I leave you that time, mama, I won't be back no more. When I leave that time, mama, I won't be back no more. I ain't coming back here to worry you and Papa so. I won't be back here to worry you and Papa so. I won't be back here to worry you and Papa so. I walked off and left my mother standing in the door. She's crying to me, son, please, son, don't you go. She's crying to me, son, please, don't you go. Robert Wilkins, blues singer. By the time he got to Newport, some 30 years after he made that recording, he was the Reverend Robert Wilkins, still playing the same guitar style, but now focusing more on gospel tunes. He became a reverend, and his songs were now more for the church. But it's amazing if you hear him at Newport, he really plays exactly the same way. And it what an array of artists were brought to these early Newport folk festivals. As I mentioned, most everyone thought these people were long gone. Only hearing them through the very small amount of seed of, of LP CDs weren't even thought of then LP reissues, but we had the Carter family, uh, Maybell Carter. Then in '67, uh, Maybell and Sarah Carter, Bill Monroe, John Estes, who you heard, Doc Boggs, the Dixon Brothers, Mississippi John Hurt, Reverend Gary Davis, Wilkins, Clayton McMitchin. I could go on and on, and we are going to scratch the surface and play some of the original recordings of some of these artists who were revived, given a totally new audience at the Newport Folk Festivals of the 1960s. And here's now one of my favorites, one of the most haunting Appalachian banjo player singers, Doc Boggs. 
He recorded first in 1929, and here is one of those early recordings he made for Brunswick Records.
would you give in exchange for your soul? Mercy is calling you, won't you give me? But the dear Savior still tenderly pleads. Risk not your soul, it is precious to me. What would you give in exchange for your soul? What would you give in exchange? What would you give in exchange? What would you give in exchange for your soul? Oh, if today God has called you away, what would you give in exchange for your soul? Than the silver and gold of this earth, more than all jewels the spirit is worth. God the Creator has given His birth. What would you give in exchange for your soul? What would you give in exchange? What would you give in exchange? What would you give in exchange for your soul? Oh, if today God called you away, what would you give in exchange for your Indeed, what would you give in exchange for your soul? I'd like to throw that question out to some of our <laughs> some of our politicians out there, but that's another story for another time. That was Bill Monroe and his brother Charlie. And one of the things that happened at Newport was some absolutely enlightened pairings. That song with Bill Monroe was performed at Newport in 1964, I believe. Charlie was long gone, but Bill sang it with young Doc Watson, one of his first major appearances at a festival anywhere uh, up north. Even though so many great rural artists were brought to Newport, I think the one that created the biggest buzz and excitement was in 1963 when Mississippi John Hurt when he was brought up from Mississippi by Dick Waterman and there was such excitement about seeing John Hurt. They had only heard him on the Harry Smith box set from 15 years earlier and there he was in the flesh, Mississippi John Hurt. Don't you let my good girl catch you again Don't you let my good girl catch you again She might shoot you, may cut and stab you too Ain't no telling what she might do Don't you 
I'm up the country where the cold sleet and snow. I'm up the country where the cold sleet and snow. Ain't no telling how much further I may go. Told you I was coming, they didn't want you to look for me. Cut and starve you too Ain't no telling what she might do
Clayton McMitchin, recorded in 1926, his fiddle medley. And McMitchin, one of the great early country fiddlers, landmark fiddler with his band, the Skillet Liquors. They appeared, uh, well, McMitchin appeared at Newport in 1965. The same year, um, Eck Robertson, who really was the first real authentic country fiddler to make a phonograph record. His landmark recording of Sally Gooden um, was played by Eck Robertson, backed by the uh, New Lost City Ramblers. Eck was truly one of the legendary country artists that were brought was brought to Newport in those early years. And here is uh, Eck Robertson playing as Sally Gooden in 1922. Again, one of the first recordings of country fiddle music, if not the first. And we're going to follow it with the Carter family, who we'll talk about right after. <laughs> Thank you. 
Bell Carter displaying what was known as the Carter Scratch, that very definitive guitar style that she made so famous with her family, the Carter family, A.P. Carter and Sarah Carter. They were brought, well, Maybell was brought to Newport in 1963. She was backed by the Lost City Ramblers. And it was a revelation to so many people, even though she was pretty active on the country circuit at the time. She was Johnny Cash's mother-in-law and toured with Cash and his troupe for quite some time. But still, she hadn't performed to like a folk audience like that who was appreciating her for a whole different reason. And this was one of the brilliant things that happened on the Newport stage. Maybell played, I believe, two years, but in 1967, they actually had a Carter family reunion of sorts where they got Maybell and Sarah Carter, the two original members, and they performed together uh, for the first time in many, many years, right on the Newport stage. 
If you are just tuning in, this is Joe Laro. You are listening to the American Grooves Radio Hour right here on WLIW-FM in Southampton. We come through on the FM dial at 88.3, and we're serving Eastern Long Island and Southern Connecticut. If you happen to be a bit up island, you could catch us at 96.9. That's in Western Suffolk. And we're streaming at WLIW.org backslash radio and on all of your favorite streaming platforms. This is listener-supported WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station. I'm proud to be part of the great WLIW family and American Grooves Radio Hour every Sunday at 4 and repeating at 10 o'clock. We play nothing but Americana off of the original 78 RPM records that are in my collection and the collections of friends of mine who loaned them to us. Nothing from Spotify, nothing from YouTube. Everything is coming right off the old 90-year-old shellac. (laughs) And tonight, we are doing a show about the Newport Folk Festival, Newport Revivals, uh, how on the Newport stage, beginning in 1959, when the festival began, They went out of their way to uncover, unearth, and bring to the public some very lost American performers. Lost in that they were local and regional performers. Many of them made a few phonograph records in the 1920s and early 30s and quickly vanished from view. You know, today we take it for granted, certainly in the 1970s and 80s, where you could see just about anything at these music festivals, any type of performer, regional, local, national. But when Newport was beginning, this was a new concept, and they went out of their way to rediscover what they knew were the great roots of American music. Now here's a recording from 1928 by Tennessee banjoist and singer and string band leader, Clarence Ashley, his legendary cuckoo bird. Going to build me a log cabin on a mountain so high so I can see Willie as he goes on by. Game. 
Jackie Diamonds, I've known you from old night of my poor pocket, I'm a shiver and my gold. In Spain, I'll bet you ten dollars. I beat you this game. Oh, the cuckoo is a pretty bird. She wobbles as she flies. She never hollers cuckoo till the fourth day, July. I'll be alone to the 
ought to get right for this band now. You ought to get right for this band. I belong to the band. Reverend Gary Davis, I belong to the band, hallelujah. When he recorded that, he was billed as and known as, that was 1934, Blind Gary Davis. The Reverend Gary Davis uh, settled in Harlem where he gave guitar lessons to a multitude of young, largely white folk and blues musicians. I knew several of these people that took lessons from Gary Davis. I believe Dave Van Ronk was one. Uh, Richard Lieberson, who was a great guitar player in the New York area, uh, long gone. Uh, And they were all disciples of Gary Davis. Uh, Davis's 1965 set at Newport, I've had the opportunity to see it, uh, and um, he actually gives his phone number out for anyone thinking maybe they want to take a guitar lesson from him. It's really, really charming. Besides Mississippi John Hurt, who was the revelation of the 1963 festival, in 1965, a group of young record collectors, folks that collect the same type of records were playing on American Groove's radio hour, 78 RPM records. A group of collectors led by Dick Spots, I'm sorry, Dick Waterman and an old friend of mine, Nick Pearls, went on the trail to try to find Sunhouse. And you know something? They didn't find him where, where they thought they would down south, down in the Delta, but they did find him in Rochester, New York, and they brought him to Newport in 1965. He also performed in 1966, one of the great, great legendary Delta blues musicians who was a contemporary of Charlie Patton. Here is Sunhouse in 1931, the Clarksdale Moan. I'm down in the town And he's heavy on my mind I'm down in the town And he's heavy on my mind I can have a good time down if I ain't got but one of it down. The Mississippi always gonna be my home.
Dixon Brothers recorded for Bluebird Records in 1936. The Intoxicated Rat, which was performed by Dorsey Dixon when he was brought in to Newport in 1963 to perform at that festival. Folks, I hope you've been enjoying our program dedicated to 
the revived careers that happened at the Newport Folk Festival in the early 19, early to mid-1960s. Joe Lauro, American Grooves Radio Hour. We're about to sign off for the week. Please tune in. We'll be back next Sunday right here at WLIWFM at 4 o'clock with a repeat performance at 10. And I'm going to leave you with something that will just show you the diversity of the Newport, quote, folk festival. They even had jazz bands. Willie Humphrey was a great clarinetist. He was one of the founding members of the Preservation Hall Jazz Band who performed at Newport in 1963. But here is Willie with a band out of Chicago known as Dewey Jackson's Capital Serenaders. Willie's on clarinet, and here is their 1926 recording of Going to Town. Good night, folks. Brought to you weekly on WLIW-FM, Southampton, 88.3 on your radio dial, and at WLIW.org, and all streaming formats.